Hey, I'm Dave Filoni, Supervising Director of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I'm here today to talk about the Younglings arc that we did, uh, in particular the episode A Test of Strength. These are them. I swear they get younger every expedition. All have passed the gathering? Yes, sir. Are you sure? But he's a droid. You expect us to learn from a droid? Who said that? Many years I have been on this ship, teaching many a Jedi before you, and I will continue teaching many a Jedi after you. Call me what you want, but inside my memory banks, I contain a record of every lightsaber ever made, and the Jedi who fashioned them. From battles of Rash Fond to the peacekeeping of Parleyok to our very own Clone Wars, the lightsaber is a Jedi's only true ally. But how do they work? Mm -hmm. Yes, you have brought me crystals, but they're all useless unless you give them life. Do you know how to awaken the force within the crystal? No? Then I suggest you listen and learn until you think of a question this droid cannot answer. You fought in the Clone Wars? What is it? How did my father die? The force? Alderaan. How am I ever going to explain this? But why would Imperial troops want to slaughter Jawas? Episode number 83 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And it's Gabe. We're going to be talking about some Clone Wars episodes coming up that we watched this week. Some random Clone Wars episodes. But first, there's so much news. Which is crazy because you would think that after last week and all the stuff out of D23, we'd be like kind of slow on news. But it isn't even just the stuff that came out of San Diego. No, there's stuff coming from everywhere. <laughs> It's kind of coming out of the woodwork. But it is funny they made a point to say how there was like, oh, there's not really going to be anything at San Diego, so you wouldn't be excited. But then there's been a ton of stuff coming out of San Diego. So It's kind of exciting because especially for Last Jedi, we're getting into that that golden time. Things are starting to leak and things are just coming fast and furious. And Yeah, and it's the weird stuff that leaks like bed sheets and Lego sets and the strange stuff comes out, and then you're like, is that even going to be in the movie? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're scrambling for crumbs that have fallen yeah. on the floor right now. Yeah. But for, let's let's start talking about some of this Han Solo stuff. Han Solo. 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 You know, I, I think before, like a few weeks ago, I never paid too much attention at all to Ron Howard's 
Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything. But now he's the king. He should change his name to Ron Solo at this point. It's hard to say if he's just because he's Ron Howard, he can do what he wants. Or they're like, yeah, go ahead, release some pictures so people don't keep worrying about Lord Miller. It's cool because it's almost like it's like the old hyperspace days because I feel like the tweets and or the, I guess the Instagram pictures he's putting are kind of in that same vein where there's like if you look closely, there's some there's some big news. But otherwise, it's just kind of mundane stuff mixed in with with really cool surprises. It looks like he's re- filming a lot of stuff. We shouldn't be surprised, but yeah, for them saying the movie was pretty much almost done shooting, he does seem to be shooting a lot. Maybe he's starting over, I don't know. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the stuff that uh, the king of the internet, Ron Howard, has been sharing with us. What was the what was the first one that we saw? Well, the first one was like water bottles and some cables, but we won't <laughs> count that. We won't count that one. There's um, a clue in there. I think it was the it was the closet, right, of all the Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat coats. <laughs> Which the the second one he posted, there was like a, a purple one with like some gold stuff on it, right? It was very Lando. Yeah, and then what the picture after that was was that the the view screen one where we could see that that was Lando in the yellow jacket? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I'm happy he's either going to look like Freddie Mercury or Luke at the end of A New Hope, which either either of those directions is is cool with me. And then we got a shot of what? Chewbacca looking at a monitor. What is going on on that monitor screen? Yeah, that one was that one was almost too much because it was cool enough to see new Chewie. But then, yeah, it's like, oh, look on the monitor. It looks like Chewie kissing. It's like two wikis kissing. What it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if I'll be ready for that. You dream about something enough. Sometimes it's it's too hard for it to cut when it comes real. <laughs> you don't you don't necessarily want your fantasies to become reality. Yeah. It's too dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to see uh Wookiees kissing on an IMAX screen. <laughs> Are they going to bring Mala into the movie? They could, right? She's. Do they talk about her in the aftermath, right? I can't remember. I think in Life Debt, Mala might be mentioned by name. I can't remember. But, you know, if in Empire's End you're going to call Lumpy Lumparoo, then why change things around? I mean, it should be Mala. That's crazy. Yeah. And in there, if they're at least mentioning the family in official sources, then they're there somewhere. <laughs> If there's ever going to be a movie to have Chewie's family, it's the Han Solo movie, so. Wonderful. Well, huh? Your son's been doing you proud. Saved my tail more than a couple times. Molly, I'd love to, but I can't. I got to get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across her. Will you look at Lumpy? He's sure grown, huh? I think his voice has changed. Maybe that, you know, maybe Lord Miller didn't want to film the Chewie scene. That's why Kathleen Kennedy had to let him go and bring in Ron Howard, because he's been pitching the Chewie family movie all these years. (laughs) But yeah, maybe Ron Howard's like, man, somebody call up Jefferson Starship. (laughs) You know, it could happen. (laughs) 
maybe Lando sings a duet with Jefferson Starship. <laughs> it better. Maybe Han's ship before the Falcon is called the Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Yeah, because then what was the other picture was um, another, oh, it was a hyperspace one, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, then that was like the most recent one. Yeah, big hyperspace wall. Which is cool to see the, the, the giant screen projection stuff like they did in Rogue One. And then, yeah, sure enough on the screen, right, more close-ups of Lando in his jacket, but it's Lando flying the Falcon, right? Which was getting me super pumped up because I didn't really think about how seeing... Lando in the Falcon in this movie is going to make Return of the Jedi that much cooler when Lando gets to fly the Falcon again. Well, and even their whole conversation, like... What have you done to my ship? Your ship? Hey, remember, you lost her to me fair and square. What's neat for me thinking about Jedi is I think coming... When you got to Return of the Jedi, being aware of Han's story first, you kind of feel bad for Han watching Jedi because you're like, oh, Han doesn't get to fly the Falcon. Where I think after seeing... Lando flying it in this, you may feel like, oh man, I'm happy for Lando more than I'm sad for Han. It's like we were saying, Last Jedi stuff has been out of control. Get cover. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Last Jedi. There's so much Last Jedi stuff that we kind of just have to go rapid fire through it. Yeah, and if we don't talk about it this week, it will be lost to the the winds of time of however much crazy stuff will be out in the next week. I think it was even before the D23 stuff happened, there was that pinball game that came out. But then it was also on the cover of a book or something that came out from all the news from San Diego with an image of an X-Wing underwater. That's got me losing sleep on that one. Because it's got to be Luke's X-Wing, right? It's got to be. It's on all the pictures from a chew. And is this what Ray, all those parts from the, the, the Sizzler, all the parts with Ray jumping in the water and all the water stuff, is that her going down to the X-Wing? It would make sense. That's all I could think is that they need something from the X-Wing. And part of her training is Luke sends her down there. And wasn't there rumors of her fighting a sea monster or something? That would make sense if there's something living by the X-Wing or living in the X-Wing. I don't know. The rubber chicken is trying to get off the planet by flying in Luke's X-Wing. <laughs> it's going to uh-huh. be like the, that book, uh, Chewy and the Porgs, the the sad tale of the, the rotisserie chicken of the Chew planet. Yeah, or the rotisserie chicken is like the giant mommy porg. Oh. And like, you know, Chewie thinks he can eat them and then he follows them around the corner and then the giant mom one is there. I don't know. <laughs> Could be that, too. Is Luke's lightsaber in the X-Wing? Does Ray try to give Luke the, you know, the lightsaber from the end of The Force Awakens? And he's like, no, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. And then eventually do they find out that he made his own and he threw it into the ocean with his ex, you know, kind of where his ex-wing is, kind of abandoning everything of his past. And does Ray go back and retrieve Luke's saber to kind of force him back into it? I was thinking maybe he makes her go swim down there to get something and then 
ultimately he just uses the force to take it out of the water and then Ray's like, why'd you, why'd you make me go swim down there and fight the sea monster if you could have just lifted it out of the water? I was almost wondering too, does Ray lift it out of the water? Yeah, maybe she does it. You know, almost like doing what Luke couldn't do back on Dagobah, showing yeah, her w- her strength in the Force. Or, I mean, I would almost hate to see that happen because that would be a direct echo of a scene from Empire, and then people are going to be like, oh, you know, this could be yeah. Empire. That just that feels like a appropriate mirroring scene, though, where it's yeah. she's doing what Luke couldn't do. Well, and also, you know, I keep forgetting sometimes that there's probably a really good chance that somehow Ghost of Yoda will show up in this. I'm I'm trying not to even think about that. <laughs> and what <laughs> what kind of influence Yoda will have? I have a life to live. <laughs> if I start thinking about Ghost Yoda, everything stops. I have a, you, you have a, a wife, kids, a job. Yeah. <laughs> My body needs to eat because Ghost Yoda messes you up in either way. Because either it's like Ghost Yoda is going to happen and it's going to melt half my brain and it's going to be oozing out of my nose, or Ghost Yoda is not going to happen and then I'm going to be so mad. I'll be okay if Ghost Yoda doesn't happen. I think I'm going to be mad. Really? Well, because it's just like everybody wants Ghost Yoda, and if you're going to have Ghost Yoda, now's the time. But I also kind of like the idea that. Yoda would be watching all this going on and maybe not showing himself in his ghost physical way. But even if, you know, the way like uh, Yoda talks to Obi-Wan in the hut, like, will he finish what he begins? Yeah, I guess Yoda's voice would be is, is enough of ghost Yoda for me. And like I, we've talked about before, I still like the idea that really Luke's the only one that ever actually sees force ghosts. So maybe they'll keep that tradition. But yeah, Yoda's voice counts. Ray did hear Yoda in the vision, so I don't know. Maybe Yoda's ghost is trapped in the in the in the ship. <laughs> she has to rescue his ghost. He's trapped in a little genie bottle. Luke, Luke got tired of talking to him. <laughs> Just need some quiet. <laughs> Seriously, you never stop talking. I need some Luke time, not some you time. Divorce not make one great. <laughs> Yeah, so like what? That was just the tip of the, the the avalanche of stuff this week. We had oh, what else was there? Kylo's ship. Yeah, so on the Star Wars show, they said that Kylo's ship uh, is going to be called the Tie Silencer. This crazy sweet looking giant deluxe Tie interceptor looking thing mm-hmm. with red windows. Yeah. What did you uh-huh. see on the Star Wars show when they did like the three sixty? Of the um, the computer model, there's a little Kylo Ren in there flying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to think Kylo Ren was a big fan of the Nintendo Virtual Boy, 
which only had a red screen. So he's like, I taught the whole world to look like a virtual boy. He's so mad. He's like, uh, he's like Bluto in the Popeye movie. He sees <laughs> everything turns. Everything sees red. Yeah, that's how he stays angry. Yeah. <laughs> no. I gotta keep keep the light from coming out. When he gets out of the ship, he's got red sunglasses. <laughs> he takes them off. David Crusoe style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that looks awesome. They finally revealed, and it was for sale at San Diego, the, the Luke Black Series action figure, finally, which people were freaking out because, number one, it looked so cool, and number two, he didn't come with a lightsaber, but then... If you look at his hands, each one of his hands is in a potential lightsaber grip. It's like they did with Ray, where in like February there'll be a repack and Luke will come with a lightsaber, or like the Disney store elite figure will come with like Luke with a lightsaber yeah. or something. Yeah, they probably will. They're gonna make you double dip on Luke, which is fine. The figure looks great. The Luke figure looks great. I'm glad it's finally coming out. Can't wait for Force Friday. There's going to be fist fights for the Luke figure. <laughs> I'm seriously thinking this Force Friday because, like, I feel like the last two Force Fridays, when at about 11:45, someone in line is like, "Oh, hey, they're all available on Amazon right now for like 9.99." <laughs> I think I'm just going to do that. So no matter what happens when I get into Toys R Us, be like, "Well, I got a Luke coming for 9.99." Yeah, I have my phone ready. Yeah, in line. But it's it's an extra tease, I think, with the Comic Con one because the Ray figure is great too. Like, that's oh, a, yeah. if you're going to do a two pack, that's the way to do it. So, speaking of San Diego, there was a big uh, display, like a big Lucasfilm display at San Diego, and they had like what a nine num costume and prop head, and they had <sighs> what Elo Asti's brother, what's now his brother, Sai. Thranali? Yeah, they say he's Poe Dameron's wingman following the evacuation of Dakar. They had a, a BB-8 there, and they said that BB-8 goes with Rose and Finn on their mission in The Last Jedi, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it was a cool display. It all looked neat. Uh, Gabe, what did you think? I was, at first, I was mad because I was like, well, why didn't they have that at a <laughs> Star <Sour> Celebration? <laughs> it's kind of a sneaky way to do a Last Jedi prop thing because they are really just... Force Awakens props with different paragraphs written on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, with the Rogue One thing at San Diego last year, I mean, that's where we first saw two tubes. And we're still not right thinking about two tubes. Yeah. So, I mean, really costume-wise, it's like maybe his helmet's different than Elo Asti's, but it's pretty close. But I was happy to see that the Daisy Ridley Force for Change creature video wasn't just a cruel tease that there is a new pilot to replace the irreplaceable Elo Asti. But no damage! And it is kind of a, a big confirmation of what people think is going to happen in the movie, too, with them basically confirming that they have to evacuate Dakar, which is probably the big battle from the trailer, which seems like maybe is happening towards the beginning of the movie. So it is kind of mirroring Empire a little bit, because that's kind of a big confirmation there. And uh, BB-8 has to go with Finn and Rose, which I was curious because there was the... The part in the behind-the-scenes thing with Mungo Baobab in the ship with BB-8. And I was kind of like, wait a minute. What's BB-8 doing there? Oh, yeah. DJ. Be sad for Poe. <laughs> he never gets to hang out with BB-8. 
I wonder if BB-8 goes with them because does Poe's X-Wing get destroyed when like the First Order troops and Captain Phasma are invading the their whatever their Mon Calamari ship they're trying to escape on? Which makes sense because in all the behind-the-scenes stuff from D23, you never see Poe in an X-Wing. He's flying everything but X-Wings. Uh, yeah, probably the that shot from the trailer with a big explosion. That happens, and him and BB-8 get separated, and BB-8 ends up with Rose and Finn, and then Poe gets sucked into a sand pit. It shows up alive later on in the movie. <laughs> that leads us to, like, uh, the next thing that came out with The Last Jedi is we got uh, a picture of a Poe action figure that comes with what we used to call the janky ships that are on crate, but what are, what are they called? A space ski? Ski speeder? It wasn't the Sky Speeder, was it? It's the Resistance Sky Speeder. Oh, it is Sky Speeder. Okay. The janky ship is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then also coming out of San Diego, there were like 1,000 Last Jedi books that were announced. Yeah, that book panel. Did you know that was going to happen? That seemed like that just kind of came out of nowhere. I remember I heard something about it, but also, I'll, you know, I mean, San Diego, you know, whatever. But it's also, it's kind of like, man, why wasn't that at Celebration? Chewie and the Porgs might have, you know, like the last Sunday at Celebration would have just been empty because everyone would have been still in bed recuperating from <laughs> Chewie and the Porgs. <laughs> the greatest book of all time. Yeah. If there's a book with Chewbacca fishing... How do you how do you how do you live past that? If you, yeah, if you take a good look at the cover of that book, it looks like Chewbacca is a fishing pole. So just Chewy fishing on its own would be an amazing book. <laughs> but then you throw in porgs and porgs that possibly Chewy eats. Oh, I mean, know. that's a whole nother thing. This past week, everybody was going porg crazy. This porg mania everywhere yeah. on the streets, in buildings, everyone. It, it was a solid porg porg freak out all week yeah. long. It's por- Porgapalooza. <laughs> People can't get enough. People are making their own porg, like felt porgs. There was the Praetorian Guard toy, too, that keeps popping up. So those guys, man, the new Zuvio. Yeah, they're not going to be in the movie at all. No. They're going to they be look com- cool. completely cut out. It's like if um, before Return of the Jedi, if they released tons of pictures of Palpatine's buddies with the purple hats. I would have been okay with that because there would have been toys for them. Six-inch Black Series, people fighting each other. Yeah. Toys are us exclusive of uh, John Lovitz with a purple hat. Yeah, where are those? Where's the where's the uh, hot toys of those guys? <laughs> that might be worth five hundred dollars, right? <laughs> for all those guys, the SH Figarts, yeah, box set only mm-hmm. available in Japan it would sell out. <laughs> Let's keep it going every week. More. Last Jedi craziness. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yep. The Jedi aren't just going to sit by while Grievous and his droids take over the whole universe. At least, that's what Anakin says. I'm supposed to listen to him. He's my master. I may just be a Padawan, but soon I will be a Jedi. And if that means I have to cut my way through a hundred droids, I will. Gladly. Star Wars The Clone Wars. A new adventure every Friday starting October 3rd at 9 p.m. on Cartoon Network.
All right, so a couple weeks ago, we had an idea where we were going to watch a couple of old random Clone Wars episodes. And to decide which which ones we were going to do, we, we rolled a dice, a very fancy dice, to figure it out. So let's 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 go back in time. Let's do a flashback to to when this actually happened. All right, so we're in the past now, and we're figuring out what Clone Wars episodes were being randomly chosen to watch. All right, so we have a six-sided die, a D6. We have a D12. We have a D20 here, and we are going to roll the D6 to figure out what season. And then depending on the season, either the D12 or the D20 to pick the episode. Serious. Serious stuff here. Yeah. Serious. So we are rolling the die here. (laughs) Um, So this is, Jason, this is going to be your first episode. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. Rolling the D6 here. All right. Season five. Ooh. Okay. Good. Episode seven. Ooh. Okay. Season five. Episode seven. I'm going to get a piece of paper to write down <laughs> mine so I don't forget. Okay. All right. So I'm going season four. Okay. And episode 11. Ooh, very exciting. And, and if you've watched the QVC episode, I'm dressed like a witch right now. Well, all right. We'll, we will meet again in the future after we've watched our random Clone Wars episodes. All right, so let's let's talk about our episodes. Let's go through them because, well, first of all, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was great just to go back and just watch just a random Clone Wars episode from a random season and just get like a little taste of Clone Wars. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Actually, it worked out really well because the episode that I got, um, which was kidnapped from season four, watching it, I know I watched it before, but I barely remembered any of it. So it was like a fresh episode to me yeah uh, and it was kind of the same way for me with uh, a test of strength so do you want to do you want to go first do you want to go ahead yeah sure so i got kidnapped uh it turns out i forgot about this that it was based on the clone wars comic series that came out what were we saying like right around after the first season maybe first or second season yeah it was like the end of 2008 and beginning of 2009 and it was a clone war series called slaves of the republic which that's interesting because like has there ever been any other time in star wars where something's been adapted from like a comic or a book and made like you know canon like like that is this, is this the only time that's ever happened? Uh, well, I mean, there's things from the EU that they brought into Clone Wars, but not, I guess, a full story. But on the other hand, like, those comics were written by the team that did the show. Like, yeah, it was, written, it was written by Henry Gilroy, who wrote the show. So it wasn't too out from left field of just grabbing some other thing. Like, it was kind of like they were writing... They were writing scripts for the show, and they just happened to have somebody draw them before they animated them. But, yeah, I mean, it's probably, you're right, it's probably the first time there was at least you could have read something before it became a something you could watch in the, uh, like, official canon kind of thing. It starts out with Dooku, who you know I like. <laughs> Lots of droid ships, a droid invasion. Um, the gang's all there. Rex was there. Ahsoka was there. Cody was there. But basically, what, the Separatists come... 
to uh, it's Ahsoka's home planet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or it's like uh, the planet Kiros. Yeah, or it's like I got the impression that those like uh, what are they called Tortuga or something? Yeah, that they were kind of like um, traveling, nonviolent hippie aliens that were just kind of settling on that planet. I kind of got the sense. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there was a. It was just a colony of them, which explains how they didn't. Have, yeah, they. <laughs> They could take over the colony without having to, like, basically take over a whole planet. Yeah, you're right. I was distracted by the battle droids. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, what I was distracted by was there's a really cool scene with uh, Anakin on a speeder that has a sidecar with Ahsoka in it. And then uh, Obi-Wan had a speeder with Rex in the sidecar. So there was some good speeder action on that. But, yeah, basically, Dooku comes in and uh, tricks them into kind of given up because they're peaceful people anyway. And then he brings in uh, Dinar, the wolf man looking guy. Wolf bat. Uh, who are slavers, which freaks Anakin out. And this, I think, was probably one of the first times in Clone Wars where they kind of mention how Anakin doesn't talk about his past. Right. Um, at least not with Ahsoka. Yeah, I love that part early on where Anakin absolutely flips out and like he like almost crushes like the little hologram thing. Where he's like, they're slavers, and I'm going to kill them. Zygerian scum. I'll handle that slaver. Which, I mean, I love that. Like, man, yeah, get hot with Anakin getting testy about, like, people being slaves, you know? Like, because you think about, like, the whole slave thing. I remember after Phantom Menace for the longest time with Anakin saying, like, one day I'm going to free the slaves. I was like, well... That's probably going to happen, but it really didn't. It never happened. No, no. <laughs> it still hasn't happened yet. I mean, yeah. I guess technically he does in, in Return of the Jedi. You could say he frees the slaves then. Yeah, yeah. or it's, I almost wonder if it was more of like a, you know, a George Lucas metaphor where, you know, Anakin becomes more of a slave again to Palpatine. Like, he didn't actually free the slaves. It's more of the, the guilt that Anakin lives with, you know. Yeah, that's true, that, that he... Could have done that, and he didn't. He became a slave again. Again. Why is he so upset? Anakin has never talked about his past, has he? Only to tell me he won't talk about it. As a child, Anakin and his mother were sold into slavery by the Hutt clans. Oh. And these Zygerians, they're slavers. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. Don't worry. I'll keep an eye on him. Yes. Make sure you do. A lot of commando droids. Which, I was thinking, the commando droids are cool enough. It would be neat to see them in live action. So maybe, you know, they could throw a couple in the Han movie. Yeah, there was a lot. That Obi-Wan fight, this was another, the negotiator move from Obi-Wan, where he basically just gets beat up for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's kind of, It's almost uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, because he gets beat up pretty bad. Uh, so Ahsoka and Anakin can go around and defuse the bombs. By uh, I liked how uh, sophisticated it was to defuse the bombs. They basically just cut them with a lightsaber. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's, you know, yeah. Star Wars. It, yeah, it's Star Wars. It worked. And then there was, what, some R2 action, the new destroyer droids, the destroyer sniper droids. There's a lot of new stuff in that episode. I liked with Kidnapped that it felt like just like a very classic Clone Wars episode. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had all like the hallmarks of the of what what you would expect from the show: the Anakin Ahsoka action, Obi Wan being smooth, lots of droids, Anakin being angry, Ahsoka mm-hmm. doing sweet stuff, cutting robots' heads off, Ahsoka with goggles on. Yes, I almost forgot that I haven't had that written down. Ahsoka with goggles, and then uh, her sidecar had a Rancor painted on it too. Yeah. So yeah, this is the one was a lot of fun, and again, it was weird because I remembered this one because I think I remember the one after this more when I was thinking of the episode because I think it's when they go to the Zagarian planet and I totally forgot what happened in this one. Yeah, I want when I like when I was looking at like pictures from Kidnapped, like oh, what episode is that? And I saw like Ahsoka with her goggles on and stuff. I was like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. And I watched it way more recently than you did, probably. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I, I I don't think I've seen this one since it was on. It aired probably. Yeah, because the next one is Slaves of the Republic, which is named after the comic. Huh. And that's the one with the flying lizard things. And I think Ahsoka gets captured and ends up in a cage. And uh. um, that was the one I always remembered about this. Uh, that kind of story arc. You know, thinking about Anakin getting pissed off about the slave stuff, it just just now reminded me of the uh, the vastly underrated Star Wars book by Greg Bear, uh, Rogue Planet. It's I think it's it's in between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And in the end, there's this guy and he's saying to Anakin, like, I know all about you. You used to be a slave on Tatooine and blah blah blah. And Anakin gets so pissed off. That he starts thinking really hard, and the guy explodes. What? I remember reading that, being like, whoa. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get some of that in Last Jedi. Maybe yeah. Luke will be exploding people. Maybe. You know, they, they bring up a sensitive subject with Luke. Were you wearing lipstick in the holiday special? <laughs> <laughs> Just exploding heads. Come on, Mala, let's see a little smile. Come on. There, that's better. Try to enjoy your life day. I gotta get back to this engine. I think we might have it solved. So my episode was A Test of Strength, which is from Season 5, Episode 7. And it was the second episode in the four-part Youngling arc. It was yeah. written by Christian Taylor, who also wrote the, uh, the Mortis series. Uh, aired uh, November 10th, 2012. And you know what's interesting with this episode is it first showed at Celebration 6 um, with the four episodes in like an 80 minute version. Yeah, which we missed. Yeah, we were not at Celebration 6. It's, uh, somewhat recently on Twitter, Pablo was talking about that how one point at one point George Lucas considered making the younglings episode from season 5 editing them into a movie of their own which is kind of maybe what showed at celebration or it would double as a pilot for a new series aimed at a younger audience and i guess at that celebration he revealed that they were still they were trying to make a younger skewing star wars animated show and then someone asked, well, is that Detours? And he says that, no, that's aside from Detours. And then he said his quote was, Detours, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we still don't either, you know? <sighs> but Test of Strength, especially, it's it's kind of a really great episode. Yeah, I was happy that you got that one because I have fond memories of that whole story arc. 
with the kid Jedi, their adventures with Ahsoka. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have got a little spinoff because it's kind of sad with the can- the show being canceled that we never really got to see more of those characters. I love was it Gen- Genji the 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 Wookiee Jedi the Wookiee Jedi oh. He's, he's great. He's so good. And this episode, the real star of this episode, I feel like, is uh, how do you pronounce his name? Hu Yang? The droidy. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I probably <laughs> pronounce it wrong. But he's like this fantastic looking old protocol droid, which he has built every lightsaber for every Jedi ever. And it's kind of part of the trial of being a Jedi where once you're ready to build your lightsaber, you got to go see the droid Hu Yang on this old, old, old ship, which still has like the old, the old Republic Jedi symbols on it. It's that old. And he helps you build your lightsaber and he's great. He's fantastic. Cause that was, he's voiced by David Tennant, who was in, I'm sure lots of stuff, but everyone knows him from Dr. Who, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Didn't I, he win? Yeah, he won an Emmy for that. For Hugh, Hugh Yang? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was an Emmy-winning performance. Oh, I believe it. He, and, you know, the, his voice on the show is so good. It is my job that before you leave this ship, you will have everything you need to build your lightsabers and the knowledge of how to do it. So let us begin. There is much more work to be done. Yeah, I always like the fact that, that the droid's head and the, the spaceship front, they kind of look the same, too, with the kind of... Oh, pointy things because he has a cool ship that looks like his head <laughs> as everyone should. Yeah. And they're, they're talking deep kyber crystal stuff, which now it's crazy to hear because now they're just like, oh, yeah, kyber crystals. But, I, you yeah. know, what was it? Because you watched this episode when it was like on. Do you remember thinking like, oh, my God, they're talking about kyber crystals? Yeah, a little bit because, I mean, this is the one before this is when they went to Ilum and went and found their crystals. And, yeah, that was like the first real kind of official where the lightsabers come from story except for the ilum was in the uh the jendi clone wars too yeah because yeah, having the droid that was a kind of a surprise i remember being surprised that because we always kind of thought that that they would have made their lightsabers themselves but it makes sense like as organized and old as the jedi order was that they would have someone to help people so they don't explode yeah <laughs> and then so in comes hondo and it's kind of crazy, too, because Hondo, you know, Hondo's a pretty lovable space pirate goofball at this point. Like, Hondo is really comedy relief, you know, like when he shows up on Rebels. But here, Hondo is, like, talking about how he wants to steal the kyber crystals because how much they're worth on the black market. And he just wants to straight up kill the Jedi kids. Yeah, because even, I think even on Clone Wars, he was kind of occasionally friendly with the Jedi at this point. So this, yeah, was kind of making him scary again. Kyber crystals used for making laser swords. The price for just one would make a man rich. And I love the fact that he has like a flying saucer ship. Whenever we get to see that, it's always fun. And it's got a great whole third act. Like it goes totally alien movie with everyone getting sucked out of an airlock. And like Ahsoka mm-hmm. flying through the halls of the ship, and it's got a great cliffhanger and ending, leading you into the next episode. Yeah, I think if anything was bad about the random Clone Wars episode, is we both got the middle of, or well, I guess the beginning or middle of a multi-episode arc, so it doesn't quite resolve itself without <laughs> watching the next couple. But you know, I I kind of really enjoyed that though, because it's just 
it's just a slice, just a little, just a little taste of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I would like to do this again, and I recommend um, listeners do this. Of so just get out your dice. If you can't decide which Clone Wars episode to watch, yeah. you know, if you feel like you want to taste of Star Wars and you want to do some Clone Wars, just get out the dice, roll it, and like Watto says, let let fate decide. Yeah. If you don't have any dice, you could just write a bunch of numbers on paper and put them in a hat. Get a little Watto. <laughs> hat and fill it with papers with numbers and yeah because the episodes you know they're 20 minutes it's like you got some time to kill just randomly pick a clone wars i kind of wish netflix just had a random button yeah just for clone wars because i've done that too where i've been like man i feel like just a little taste of star wars before i go to sleep so i just want to watch a little clone wars but then i spend like four hours going through and deciding what flavor of clone wars i want you know do i want like gascon you know do i want to do a little bit of the void <laughs> well i had the similar problem uh i watched my episode and then i was going to watch your episode and uh, i had forgotten that rogue one is on netflix which if you didn't realize that everyone rogue one is on netflix and i ended up spending like an hour just jumping around watching rogue one and not watching your episode so <laughs> That's totally, totally fine. Yeah. Have you noticed how insanely good Rogue One looks on Netflix? Yeah. It, that's why I kept, I was like, I'll just watch the beginning. And then I was like, well, I got to, I got to watch Borg Gullet. <laughs> and then I was like, I got to watch this and I got to watch Tarkin. It looks really good. And I kept thinking, man, I, they have to do, and I don't know if it's going to be animated or live action or what, but they need to do like Young Jin with Saw. Well, story I, somewhere isn't that i mean we haven't read it we're terrible but the, the, i think there's some of that in that rebel rising book and either live action or animated show of just young Jin saw two tubes mm. that, that whole gang just almost like rebels but with the the bad boys of the rebels show would be amazing how awkward was it when saw left Jin in a cave with a stick of gum there that you would go be, That'd be the end of the series. Just anger Jen. <laughs> you stay here. I'll be back. Ten minutes. Whatever you do, don't leave. And I think the Rogue One score still, too, just grows on me more and more every time I watch that movie. And I think I'm really appreciating it's fun to hear a Star Wars movie. As much as it's not John Williams, it's cool to hear a Star Wars movie that's not John Williams. Well, and what's interesting is all I listen to in the car ever is Star Wars scores. And the one score I keep going back to is Rogue One. Maybe it's because it's, it's the newest one. I don't know. But I don't know. He better be doing Han Solo. Have they said who's going to do the Han Solo movie yet? Not I mean, yet. That's the, the, yeah, Han Solo movie music. Not We know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Ron Howard, I know. Maybe, um, maybe the they'll music. wait till four weeks before the movie comes out. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they get Michael Guacamole to do anything. Uh, yeah. And now I'm hungry for chips <laughs> to go with my Michael Guacamole. But yeah, watching Rogue One 2 made me think about the Han movie because it was like, I was trying to imagine the Han movie with the with the like look and feel of rogue one mm-hmm. and it just seemed like it would be weird to me. It'll be interesting to see if it is still kind of more goofy and lighthearted than rogue one with Han in it. I think it kind of has to be. 
Because no one in Rogue One had a yellow jacket. <laughs> I wish Gareth Edwards was uh, just letting the actors improv some jokes. Rogue One needed a little more uh, Ace Ventura in it. <laughs> Lighten it up. X-Wing Fighter and the Star Wars TIE Fighter. Spaceships and Luke Skywalker sold separately, batteries not included. I'll get you this time, Luke. Reactivate X-Wing. Both have flashing lights and sound. A hit! There go the solar panels. And Darth Vader's got away. The Force is with me. Luke Skywalker wins again. Kenner's Star Wars X-Wing Fighter, TIE Fighter, and action figures all sold separately. So, Gabe, we have been massively behind with reading the iTunes reviews people have left for us. So, let's get caught up a little bit, the best we can. Okay. Uh, This first one is from Mario Piper. And Mario writes, so far, so good. Uh, First one I listened to was all about the Phantom Menace. I was expecting the usual vitriol against it, uh, as well as the rest of the prequels. As a man who is around the same age as these guys, I absolutely love the prequels, especially The Phantom Menace. I believe Qui-Gon was the most important character introduced to the Star Wars franchise, and that The Phantom Menace was a lot deeper and far, far more reaching in its forward-looking views than people realize. Thank you for being a podcast that accepts all the franchise as worthy and for doing a podcast with such humor and frivolity. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, we love Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon quite a bit, too. So yep. I'm glad you found us, Mario. Thank you. May the Force be with you. Um, this next one is from Dan SP 91 And Dan writes, great podcast. This has become one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts. Their passion for all things Star Wars makes it a lot of fun to listen. And while they have a ton of Star Wars knowledge, they are laid back about it and just seem like two Star Wars fans having a great time talking about their favorite things. Also, the editing and quality are very professional. Keep up the great work. That's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, talking about our favorite things like, you know, Sizzler, chicken and shrimp. Squeeze those lemons, chop those herbs. All that chicken, it's superb. Lobster. When's the last time you had lobster, Jason? Oh, it's been way too long. <laughs> you know, I'm really happy with the last episode. I, I feel like from some of the feedback we got, we encouraged a lot of people to have lobster. Yeah, or steak. Yeah, which I didn't have steak or lobster in the past week, so. Yeah, you know what? I didn't either. I did have, <laughs> I did have, I did have chicken a few times, so. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That, that counts. Here's one more. This is Too Accurate for Stormtroopers by J2SO. And J2SO writes, I love these guys. That's all in caps. They have an easy report that comes from decades of friendship and an encyclopedic knowledge of all things Star Wars. It's so refreshing how much they love Star Wars. (laughs) There are so many people who claim to love Star Wars but still tell you that they hate half of it for being silly nonsense for kids. These guys love the silly nonsense. 
And you should love Cassian shooting that guy to escape from troopers and Vader's dad jokes. I wait for Tuesday like Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, J2SO. And yeah. We do love Cassian shooting that guy. And, <laughs> and we've been known to be a little silly, so. Yeah. Chicken and shrimp. All right, this next one is from Lou B. And Lou B writes, makes me want to purge my memory banks. And then the rest of it is, this podcast is so good. If I were a droid, I would purge my memory banks just so I could have the joy of listening to everything for the first time again. I've thought about that lots of times. So. <laughs> I, think, I think we've had that just talk, haven't we, about if we could erase our memory and watch all the Star Wars movies again. <laughs> What would happen? Would we still love it? Or would we be like, this is garbage? <laughs> I'm going to go watch something else. This is a bunch of silly nonsense. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Tender Mercies, a movie for adults. Thank you. 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 Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. All right, so thank you, everyone, for leaving those awesome reviews. And uh, you should go do that, too, when you're done listening to this. Uh, if you listen on iTunes, head over to iTunes, uh, leave a review for Blast Points, write something awesome, and we'll read it, just like we did all those great reviews. And these... Last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you're listening now, you probably know where to find the podcast. It's everywhere. So, so, so keep it up. Yeah, and on the, on the website, you can order t-shirts, and you can download the theme music and all kinds of fun stuff. And there's Darthfield comic strips and recipes you can try. There's a new recipe, raised portion bread yeah, from Kathy. Like good, yeah, that looks like a good one. Looks tasty. So if you're having company over and you don't know what to make them, you can make them raise portion bread. But make them give you all their uh, scrap metal and com- old computer parts first. <laughs> I have a bunch of people waiting in line behind you. Ooh, yeah. oh. Ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on that note, that about wraps up number 83 here. Tune in next week where there'll be some more Mungo Baobab. Get excited, but don't get too excited. <laughs> that about wraps up this week. Uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Thanks. Talk to you later. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
drinking whiskey. We gotta get goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Made a full.